What if I told you there were four forces at the heart of everything we want? My guest today, Trish Blaine, coined the phrase in her book, The Four Forces, and she is going to get into what those are, why they matter, and how they have shaped her 30-plus year entrepreneur journey that has led her to launch a brand new movement that she calls Non-Ordinary. Welcome to our show. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about playing large. And I have a really fun guest for you guys today, someone who um, I've known for a little while here, for just under a year, I guess, hey, Trish? Yeah, yeah, yeah about a year. About a year. Just under, okay. yeah. Just under. So I'm, I'm really happy to introduce to you today, Trish Blaine. And uh, yeah, welcome, Trish. Welcome to our Thank show. Thank you. So yeah. thrilled to be here. Yeah, well, I'm excited to have you. Um, so we had a fun way that we met. We met in a mastermind. And the, the nature of the mastermind was kind of um, around... Well, a little bit of what I talk about with my clients, which is startup thinking and kind of, uh, you know, iterating our way to success, these kinds of topics. And so I was really anxious to talk to you because one of the cool things you've been working on lately is um, just kind of stepping into a new paradigm within your business. It's really evolved. It's very exciting. I'd love to hear more about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been definitely an interesting journey. So, I mean, I've been a serial entrepreneur since 1989. So I've, I've been doing in that sort of startup iteration version right. um, of growing businesses. And, and for this one, it's been really a journey of, of it's a little bit of a new space that I'm carving out around right. this idea of, of non-ordinary skills. And what are the skills that we need given sort of our you know, very changeable, adaptable world. And a lot of this was actually at the, at the core of what I'm doing now started back in 1989 when I had an environmental storm, I was kind of looking at what's happening in the world and so seeing the writing on the wall back then of like, how do we create a better world? And, and um, so with this business, it's been, it's been taking a lot of forms of, I did a bunch of workshops and sort of test stuff and then sort of it evolved into sort of more thinking of it a membership site. And it's been quite a journey. And when you and I met, I was really looking at going from platform to, yes. I'm mean, sorry, from practitioner model yeah. to platform model. And it's been an interesting shift in that since COVID, I kind of went back to practitioner in some ways and in, in getting a new kind of a client. But now I'm taking that client and moving that to platform. And that seems to be working really well. So 
Yeah, no, I, I, I love what you're doing. I think it's, uh, now you've got quite a history. You've got a really interesting um, framework too that you work through and it's called the Four Forces Framework. So I thought before we got into more about your businesses, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what that looks like and how it serves people. Yeah, thanks. It, it really did start back when I had this environmental store. And this was, you know, yeah. back when compact fluorescent light bulbs were $38 and people didn't right. know what the hell, no, no, what the heck they were. So <laughs> there was this, um, there was this, uh, but what I've noticed was I was really passionate about how do we create a better world. I had had a, a mm -hmm. childhood with a lot of suffering in it. And I was looking around, and I'm like, it doesn't have to be this way. Like, you know, I think for a lot of us that are especially impact driven uh, entrepreneurs, there's this deep knowing that there's like a better world is possible. So um, I started noticing that a lot of the people coming into my store, though, had very different ideas and very different views of what um, a better world looked like or, or what their version of it was. And so after a while, I was like, well, I need to figure out what does a better world actually mean and how, how do we do that? If we don't have a common vision, how do we create it? And of course, you know, in the world right now, there's a lot of different versions of what the world should look like. So, right. um, yeah. and so I ended up asking the question, what do we all have in common? What do we all, what can we all agree on? And I found that there was actually just four things okay. at the heart of everything we want. Um, so connection, we all want love to be loved and to belong. Um, we all want, as much as we want to belong, we also want to be individual and unique and, and be heard and seen for our difference, for our uniqueness. Yes our sense of self. Um, we all want to contribute and feel like we're part of something greater uh, purpose. And the fourth is we want tomorrow to be better than today, this idea of growth or progress. Um, and when I started to work with them, it turned into this whole really amazing framework that's been teaching me over the last 30 years as I've been learning about it. Um, and a lot of these skills led me to the, th the fact that these desires are not just desires, they're also skills. They're learnable things to how do we do these things and get these things. Mm -hmm. And they're also kind of these access points to what, whether you call them peak experiences or non-ordinary consciousness states, or they're actually also the end to those more peak moments in our lives when we have them. So it really it is a framework that helps to untangle uh, any confusion and helps us actually get what we want and help each other to get what we want. I love that you said that. Uh, I think untangling is such a powerful way of yeah. thinking about it. Um, and the other thing I liked about what you're saying is how your framework continues to teach you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you know? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I just know from working with a lot of folks that um, actually coming up with a framework in terms of how they think about the world sometimes is a tough thing. So kudos to you that you've built this and it continues to help you to grow as well. Um, yeah, and it's, I think yeah. it's always a, a both and of you build a framework, but you want to be able to also transcend the framework, right? You don't want to get stuck in the limitations of that. Sure. And I think that's where it's really, you know, looking at a framework that serves you, that's always evolving and always uh changing and growing and holding it that way is really sure. helpful if you're creating that in your own business. Now you're working with a lot of uh, leaders in the world. Um, now you call them social mission leaders uh, when we were just chatting offline. And so when you're working with these folks, like how do you apply this framework, the four forces um, to helping those folks? Yeah. 
So, you know, it's, it's language is so interesting because even saying like social yeah. mission, right? Some people identify with that, some don't, right? Yeah. So it's been trying to find some language to that. I'd say probably a lot of my customers don't identify as social mission people, but right. yet they, that's one of kind of my bucket for some of that, but they're positive impact or they're impact driven, like you say, people. Sure. And so I work on multiple levels with them. One is as a leader, you have to do your untangling because everything you do also impacts your business. And if you're not doing your personal work to get clear, and I'm, and a lot of this with the four forces is not just your usual sort of personal growth work. This is about really getting into what is your motivations underneath right. and what are your abilities and your skills to get your deeper needs met. And, and I know it's, you know, healing trauma is a big part of what we have to do individually right now in general. We don't realize that a lot of our strategies around connection, for example, come from, you know, some experience and it doesn't have to be a big trauma. It can be a little thing, but yep. it gets embedded. And then we, we have a strategy that we end up creating. And the thing about being an entrepreneur that when, especially if you're doing, a, if you have a community and you're working with people, it's very easy for our strategies to get embedded in our companies. And then we end up wondering why it's like, we're, we're attracting people that were like, wait, why are my, I'm doing the same pattern over and over again? Or how am I so being able to, when I work with the leaders primarily is like, how do I get you lined up into this non-ordinary stance? I call it the stance mm -hmm. where you're doing all four of these. And then there's a whole layer of being able to look at your customer around what are they wanting and how do you help them at this deeper level get what they want? So that's using the four forces with your customer. It's also using it, um, one of the analogies we spoke about was this idea of shifting from like orchestra to right. more of an ensemble, an ensemble approach. So you as a leader, if you have employees, if you have teams that you're working with, being able to shift from um, a bunch of individual lone wolves that are trying to do something to actually yeah. working as a pack, but a different kind of pack right. where everybody gets their unique instrument, they're all contributing. But you know, somebody said to me recently, I was working with somebody who has a financial company and he was like, I've, I'm, I've hired all these people that have diverse skills He's like, because somebody said I need an ensemble team, but now he's got a bunch of people with completely different languages, completely different perspectives. And now there's the challenge of how do I get them to all work together, actually? Right. Um, and so there's all those different levels that you can apply it. And what I love about, you know, the, the four forces stuff is when why I keep using it is because it helps you get at the core that you can shift underneath everything without having to go through. It's like a shortcut. Sure. Sure. And, and I, I, so when you talk about non-ordinary, because I wanted to get into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you're talking about skills around deep collaboration. Like, tell me how you came to that kind of idea and that concept, because that's, that's a fascinating story as well. Um, well, there's a couple of different places I can go with that. The, the sure. non-ordinary was, I, when I started to do the four forces and teach it, I wrote a book and, and actually I'd be happy to, I have a review uh, ebook of that. If people are interested, we can, oh, wonderful. We can give, yeah. that, give that away to your, to your uh, listeners. Okay. Um, and, but what I realized was that um, I was out there going, okay, I'm teaching, I'm now going to launch the four forces. I have this book, here's my framework. And it wasn't landing with people. It wasn't really... They're like, oh, it's another personality test. It's another um, sort of way of, you know, uh, like, you know, like Myers-Briggs or something like that, right? Sure. And it was actually working with somebody who's a high-level leader. And I, I was in a, a training with her where I was doing speaking and talking about trying to refine my messaging. 
And we ended up having a conversation. And at the end of it, she's like, holy cow, I had no idea that's actually what you do. And so I started talking, she's like, you're doing all this stuff that's totally like in that. And she used actually the word non-ordinary states of consciousness kinds okay. of stuff. Yeah. And so the non-ordinary I realized is shifting out of that. We're really in this process of shifting out of what are kind of status quo ordinary world into a completely different way of engaging, which is also saying we're not just Newtonian. Physical is important. You can't ignore the concrete um, and the concrete skills of the four forces too. But there's also a way where we as a humanity need to embrace that we're way more than just physical and that there's, there's these non-ordinary aspects, these other realms that we also get to navigate and being able to sense and feel like we were talking when we were talking a little earlier, you were talking about that like iteration and feeling into what's next, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Like rather than just thinking about it, what's, what's the music want? Like where are you being led and being able to feel that is a huge advantage when you're an entrepreneur. But where do you put that without it being called woo-woo? Like a lot of people are like, oh, I don't do woo-woo. But then they're secretly like, oh, but I do, not, you know, like I meditate and I'm, I've had these really unusual experiences. Like people, it's kind of like in the closet. And I'm like, we need to get it out of the closet, people. We need to have it be more, more uh, out there. Well, I grew up in Alberta, Canada, which is kind of like Texas mixed with Colorado in yep. Canada. So I'm kind of meat and potatoes, <laughs> but I'm also, I love, the, I love woo-woo. And to be honest, I think woo-woo is a new black. You know what I mean? Um, uh, we were talking about new black. New, yeah. new black, I think. <laughs> um, um, you know the new. I think that energy is really um, uh, the currency of the future. You know, and so I love that we're having this conversation about this because what I love about the work that you do is you have this poise that you have uh, working with leaders, mm -hmm. and you're able to kind of toggle between. Um, you know, deep strategy. And we're even talking about things like trauma and how that impacts things and everything. So I, I love the diversity of what you do. So, um, so yeah. where, where are you going with the business now? Like you've made a bit of a shift here over the last six months. We're, we're recording this episode during COVID. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I'm just interested in kind of where you're moving with things. Yeah, my, my bigger vision is to create a skill-based community platform. So a skill-based community, meaning that, that the people that are there, the leaders that are there in the community are, are wanting and willing to learn and practice these non-ordinary skills for each, and not only for themselves, but for each other. So there's that idea of lone wolf again for a lot of us that are entrepreneurs or that are, that are um, mission-based leaders or however you want to define yourself there's this kind of lone wolf feeling and we need a community where we can do, where we get our needs met, where we can be with other conscious people and be able to practice the skills and be able to learn. And so um, the, the vision I have is a membership, skill-based membership where you're, you come in and, and we're, as we learn the skills together, you get access to more and more collaborative types of experiences with the other leaders in the group. And the thing that gets me most excited, and it's going to be, uh, I think for anybody that's got a vision of what is possible, you want to jump to the end conclusion, especially if you're teaching something, right? You want to get to the end result. Sure. Um, for me, what I get really excited about is what can we create in the world together from this new paradigm, from this new way of viewing things when we step out of the black and white and we're in technicolor instead of black, white, and gray. Love it. Yeah. You know, what can we create together? And that's the place where I get like, wow, what? 
I get really excited about that possibility. So, you know, there's going to be, there's some courses and I'm putting together some masterminds and if people are interested, they can kind of, you know, get some more information about that. But um, it's definitely a, um, a, a business that's in development and always probably will be. <laughs> it will be evolving. Uh, through, that's the nature of it is it's going to keep evolving. I, I guess. I, I think that you're doing amazing things, Owen. You've got a steady flow of clients right now, and those kinds of things that you're doing are kind of amazing, I think. So, um, Thanks. Now, there's this word that we talked about offline that I like to talk to my clients about, and it's this word called, called resistance. Yeah. And I found that um, as I stepped into the sort of service-based entrepreneur realm, that I would hear this word all the time. And I kind of went on a bit of a journey trying to figure out what it meant. And what's interesting is that it's a really common word that people use to express a whole bunch of different things. Right. So I'm just curious, like, what do you think about resistance? Like, what's your relationship to that word? How do you use what you do to kind of move through that? Or, or how do you even think about that? Yeah, no, I love that question. Um, yeah, I see resistance as it is trying to tell you something and you should pay attention to it and dig, right. your, dig in deeper. So for me, when you hit resistance, there's something there that's important. Um, and rather than trying to push through it, actually stopping and saying, what is it? Why is the resistance there? Is there something in me that's causing it? Is there a belief? Or am I, is there resistance because this isn't actually what wants to happen here? This isn't actually where the flow and the energy is. I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs too, we do what, or it's just people as humans, we do what we think we should do or what's the right thing to do rather than what actually feels good. What I, and, but if on the other hand, if you're always chasing what feels good there, you can get caught up in the, like, right. The, the opposite side of that, which is you don't ever actually get any work done, but right. there's a difference when you hit that deep resistance, I say, dig in, like what's there, why are you having that resistance? And again, yeah. that's where sort of using some kind of framework, whether it's the four horses or something else is also helpful to kind of tease it out. Love it. Love it. Um, uh, now, when you, you had the store before and, and sort of how did you get even down that path? Because I'm, I'm curious how you even got started into this realm. Uh, the environmental store led, I think the way you framed it is the environmental store led to the holistic store, which led to the four forces. So yeah. how did you even like even take us back before that? How did you get started on your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, in the first you know, place? <laughs> it's interesting. I think this is true for a lot of people that I that I've talked to. Is like even when I was really young, there was just this sense of we talked about a little bit earlier of that knowing that like oh sure. wait, there's things, there's something more here than the way it is right now. Like something's not right with the world in the way I think it should be at a deep level, right? So, um, and when I as I I actually was uh, went to in college went to, um, I got a degree in international business and was overseas. Okay. But the idea of the international business was actually right from in my high school years and in college even, I was like, how can we possibly do business in other countries without stomping on the other culture? Like for me, it just was right from the beginning was like, everybody is so unique and interesting. How do we do business or how do we impact and make a difference in the world when we have different cultures. So I was going to do foreign service at first. And then I went into, um, I went into the business, into um, cross-cultural training and business degree as my undergrad. And I ended up getting a job overseas with ISEC. It was, it was a, a, after you graduate program job exchange. And I got this fantastic job 
It was, um, I still would be like, I want to go, I would go do that again. It was, um, I got to travel around Ireland and I was a year long program, but I got to travel around Ireland interviewing small business owners and doing an evaluation of a small business program that they were doing. And um, it was fascinating to sort of see like, oh, what are, what are the skills they were putting in? So the entrepreneurial bug sort of hit me then. And then also in Europe at the time was the green movement, which was, there was, it was happening earlier than it was happening here, okay. probably by a good 10 years actually from where it like, um, and I started to say, oh, this is, this is interesting. And I was paying attention to that. And when I came home, I was actually in a car accident and ended up in bed for six months. Oh. And when I was in bed, I thought, well, what am I going to do with my time? I started thinking about a business plan for, how could I bring environment? How could I get environmental products into the country? And it's really funny. I started with a hundred dollar initial investment, putting on credit cards because I hadn't worked for six months. Wow. I did something called planet parties oh. where I went into people's homes like Tupperware, but I educated them about these products and I took special orders that turned into a booth at a mall in a special sort of Northampton Massachusetts is a very alternative community. And I knew I wanted to be there. That little booth made me enough money that I then bought a, uh, I mean, I didn't buy, I rented a space and actually I had no money for advertising. I look back now and I'm like, Oh my God, I was crazy. But I ended up um, creating a map company um, that showed my locations. You know, those tourist maps with the ads on the edges with the three dimensional drawing in the middle. Yeah. Back, this was back in 92. Uh, Nobody, I taught myself desktop publishing. I had an art background. That was my other love in college. And I, um, I ended up going around to other businesses that were in side streets like me and I had no money to advertise. So I created this map company and I ended up doing seven cities. Wow. And that's how I financed growing my store. Um, and then after 10, the store lasted 12 years, but I, I realized during that time that really my business was more about education. I ended up buying an events company that was going out of business. I turned that around and it's been sort of a progression since there, since then. Of, but it's funny, you know, that talk about, if I look back now, I'm like, oh my God, I was crazy to do that. But if there's a will, there's a way to figure it out. <laughs> So talk about bootstrapping, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's a fun story. Like, I'm glad I asked you the question because you obviously have a long history of entrepreneurship, you know, because we were talking offline about, you know, my philosophy about startup thinking and just kind of, you know, um, just go, go, go. It's kind of like climbing a ladder, you know, you just keep right. climbing, keep climbing the ladder and you've clearly done that and you keep, you, you continue to do it as well. So yeah, well, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been definitely a journey and and the four forces, you know, there was a, a personal journey in there of my own spiritual sure. awakening, my having a lot of non-ordinary experiences and trying to make sense of them. And so, you know, you're also always weaving your personal experiences into your business, or at least I, I recommend being conscious of it, both in the ways that you're, you're bringing it in and in the ways that you're like, oh, I need to actually untangle this to not have it be in my business. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, you, you have to, in your business, you have to be both valuable and unique. And those are two of the most important things yeah. to consider, I think, when you're, when you're trying to conceptualize what you're doing. So absolutely. Um, now, the concept of non-ordinary, just coming back to that, I want to make sure to bring up the URL. It's going to be in the show notes, but I want to make sure just to tell everybody to go to um, nonordinary.com. Yeah. So there's, there's an opt-in there. Now, what do they get when they go to nonordinary.com? 
So there, there'll be two, um, two offers there or two yeah. things that you can get. I want to make sure that people have an access to the ebook that I just offered them. So I'll make nice. sure that that links on there to be able to download. Okay. That's the book that's called The Four Forces of Everything, which was my first, uh, I wrote it, but then realized um, that it's kind of the how-to book. And I need to, I'm in the process now of writing another book that's the sort of overview and why, but it has a lot of really great content in it. And I'd be happy to offer that to your listeners. Oh, sweet. And the second offer is um, as part of my launch of the new community, I'm going to be offering some assessments for you to find what kind of non-ordinary are you and be able to have some uh, feedback around what some of your special gifts might be or the places where you might want to add, add in some skills. So they'll be able to opt in for that. And there will be an, there's a greater offer of joining the community and being part of the founding membership that'll be happening in, in the beginning of October. Oh, wow. Well, um, you guys should really pay attention because I think, Trish, I, like, I'm very excited to have you. I think you're a rising star in this industry and I, I can't wait oh, to see what that you. looks like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, I, I always ask another question to my guests, like in all your experiences and your journeys, what do you think if you were to leave somebody with um, the, your biggest insight what would that be, do you think, Trish? Yeah, I, I think it really is to recognize that it's not just, oh, we're in troubling times, but that there really is a deeper paradigm shift. As, long, as, as much as that sounds like a cliche, it's not. We are being really invited to really interact and collaborate with each other in a different way. And how can you really think of yourself more as an ensemble with your team, as an ensemble with your customers, with the world, and see how that shift alone shifts, uh, shifts you and shifts who shows up and how people respond to you. Because we need to be in that. There's no way to predict things in the same way anymore. Things are complex. There's, they have a term called VUCA, volatile, um, uncertain, uh, complex. And uh, I always forget the A one. But anyway, it's another one of those versions that's like, you know. It's, right. And the VUCA term, like we need to have a different way of engaging it. And, and it gets to be more fun. Mm-hmm. So right? We get to create a different kind of pack and be a lone wolf that likes the pack that they're in rather than having to be the lone wolf. So that's what I would leave to leave is really thinking of it as a really profound, deeper shift that we as transformational or impact-driven uh, entrepreneurs are needing to do. Yeah, I think that's really important because I think sometimes we tend to think of ourselves as standing on an island, you know, and um, faced with all these tactics that are in front of us. We're trying to sort of figure it out, sort it out, untangle it, as you say. And so your insight there is really important, just this idea that um, of connect, connection and togetherness and how that can be an impactful uh, concept to us to, to not to try to avoid standing alone on that island. I'm not saying it as well as you did, but... Um, yeah, no, and I, I think the one thing I would add is that that, that there's also that place of um, going from linear, like you can have a plan, but then we have to be really non-linear and yes. how we think about it, but we still, we need to do both. We need to hold the linear plan, but then really be adaptable, you know, Absolutely. really be able to shift. Yeah. Yeah. You said something earlier, adjust, adjust, adjust. I like, <laughs> which is what it is. That's like the story of my life. I mean, even this last few days, I'm like, oh man, and more, more, more information of, you know, feedback. It's always feedback. And what are you going to do with the feedback? Right. Like that's the place of being able to learn how to use it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Well, Trish, it's been super fun to have you on the show. Um, Trish Blaine here. Um, And you should go to her, go to, go to pick up that free gift she has for you guys. uh, The four forces of everything book. 
at nonordinary.com. And again, we'll have the URL in the show notes. And um, yeah, really special guest. I'm really excited to see where you go in the world the next little while. Um, I know you're going places. So um, oh. thank you for being on the show. Really oh, thrilled to have so you. Thank you so much. Totally my pleasure. Totally. Totally thank my you, pleasure. Trish. Thanks, Steph. Thank you. And to all my, and so thanks again, Trish, and to all my guests who came today and are listening to the show, uh, I'll leave you this one final thought as you go up and go out and make the impact in the world. And that's to teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner, and I'll see you next time. Hey, everyone, I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth. So that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy, and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.